Hello and welcome to Actuarial People with myself, James Turner. I'm excited to be launching a brand new podcast where each week I'll be speaking with the UK actuary. My aim is to give you, the listener, greater insight into the people behind the profession and their personal career journeys. So we'll cover things like why and how they became an actuary, what they do on a day-to-day basis, how they balance work and study with life, any specialisms they've developed, and how their role has evolved over time. So whether you're an actuary yourself, or you're aspiring to become one in the future, welcome and enjoy. Please welcome to Actuarial People, Ingrid Chu. Hi James. Hi, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well, very well. Thanks very much for spending some time. I just wondered, before we sort of jump into it, if you could just give people an overview of who you are and what you do today, and then we'll go back to the beginning and work from there. Um, Yes, so I work for WTW. I am a pensions consultant, so I do lots of valuations um, and accounting work. Um, I've worked for the company for about 11 years now. Um, And yeah, so we can talk about all of that in a minute. Fantastic. So I'll start where I always do, which is asking you to cast your mind back to when you first discovered that actuaries existed. Um, Yeah, so it was actually, I'd never heard of what an actuary was until I was in my second year of uni, everyone was applying to internships, and I basically applied everywhere, like everywhere under the sun, (laughs) Um, and Towers Watson at the time was one of the companies, so I applied to it, not really knowing what an actuary was at all, Um, went through the assessment centre, I don't know how I got through the assessment centre because I'm sure they asked pensions related questions. But um, yeah, I managed to get through it successfully. And then it wasn't really until the internship that I fully kind of understood what an actuary was and the process to become an actuary. Um, Yeah, so that's how I found out about it. And were, were you studying actuarial science or why was it that you applied to actuarial positions rather than anything else? Um, No, I was studying economics and econometrics. So I applied for a lot of things, actually. I applied for investment banking, um, accountancy and actuarial. But I think um, Towers Watson at the time was the only actuarial company I applied to. So it wasn't something I was actually looking for. Um, Yeah, I think I was more looking for investment banking. But in hindsight, I'm really glad I didn't go down that route because I think it's a really (laughs) stressful career. Um, So, yeah. Um, no, I, I honestly had no idea what it was. Um, it just looked it looked like a good company. So I looked online, I did Google it, um, what an actuary was, and it seemed quite interesting. Um, so yeah, I just went for it. And it, I was lucky enough to get, get the internship. So tell us about the internship. What was it like? Um, how long did it take you after starting to get your head around what you were actually doing, what the job was? So I found the internship, it's casting my mind a long, long time ago now, but I remember really enjoying it. So it's six weeks over summer um, and you get a lot of training. You, I still work with someone that I did my internship with today, which is really nice. Um, we're on the same client team still. Um, and I just remember making really good friends. That's That's my main takeaway from my internship, that the training was amazing. I came out of that internship really like gaining a lot of knowledge like more so than I felt 
I did at uni. Um, I thought it was really, really well structured as well, which is why I liked it. Um, and yeah, it was just the people. The people were amazing. I feel I felt like going into a really large company like WTW, but Towers Watson at the time, and not knowing anything nobody made you feel stupid mm. and obviously I was only must have been 20 or 21 at the time and I didn't really have much life experience I kind of feel like I grew up in a big bubble um so it wasn't until I kind of went to this internship and saw the real world that I kind of knew what life was about and so I think that's that's my biggest memory of my internship just realizing oh wow this is what work is um people are really nice I feel like I was still in that stage in my life where I was a bit terrified of talking to like grown-up adults <laughs> at the time but then after the inter- I just feel like I really grew as a person which is why I really liked it so when I was I was really lucky that I got offered the job um like the grad scheme and I, I didn't I didn't look anywhere else I just finished my degree um and yeah, I didn't. I knew that's where, what I wanted to do afterwards. Yeah. So how, how does it work? Were you offered a grad scheme place at the end of the internship, or did you have to sort of go back, finish your final year, then apply again, or do they keep in touch with you? Um, no. So you, I didn't have to reapply. I can't fully remember the time scales, um, but I definitely got offered the grad scheme before I had completed my degree, um, and I think it was conditional on getting. Um, I think it was conditional on getting like a 2-1 at uni or something Um, but that was fine but yeah it was definitely before I finished all of my like final year exams because I think if I if I hadn't secured it I would have looked at other places just to make sure I got a job out of uni but because I knew I had it I didn't. Nice and what were your thoughts on the work itself? It sounds as though it's the people and the company that sold you and that's why you went back and the initial impressions of being a pinch, is that true? Yeah, the work itself, it, it was really, I can't really remember on, during the internship, <laughs> I just remember the fun bits. But I, I think we had these actuarial fundamentals booklet, which was like um, just exercises, like actual maths exercises that you could apply into the real world. And during the internship, a lot of that was working through that um and also presentation skills we did have to do a presentation during the internship um which was really scary because I didn't have to do I have never really presented before then um but again I it was quite nice it was really good I felt to just be pushed out of my kind of comfort zone of uni and kind of thrown into the real world and it was it was it wasn't too bad of a transition really for the internship because um yeah the the actual fundamentals it wasn't like actual client work so if you got really stuck on it actually it was there was no there was no like consequences or anything you could just ask someone for some help so that was really nice kind of like just training really um and then when you started as a graduate was it sort of a natural continuation of that or did you have to yeah, how, how how was your first experience of, of having a full-time role there? So it was nice that I did the internship because we went back and repeated the training that we basically did in the internship. Mm-hmm. So because there were some graduates who didn't do the internship. So again, it was starting from scratch. Um, and the grad scheme was amazing because obviously um, WTW is 
like is a national company so there were grads from all over the country and we all went up to this like hotel in I think it was in Windsor and we all stayed there for a week and had that intensive training um and it was so fun it was so much fun because like everything was paid for um it was intense don't get me wrong um but it was really good to kind of get to know your colleagues get to know the people who were presenting um I think the managers were there at the time um so and that was the first week and then you came into our like whichever office you were in and you got allocated client teams you got a buddy because at the time when I joined everyone had allocated seats in the office so it's quite different now um but yeah you sat next to your buddy so any questions you had you could ask them they're often on your client team um and when you join you you have a very you have a few like few different clients but you've probably got your main bigger clients so especially in Rygate because Rygate's got such large clients most of the grads will be put on at least one of the really big client teams and then a few smaller ones and we all have to do like a know your client presentation mostly on your biggest client so it was just a really good way to kind of get to know the scheme and everything um but yeah it was it was really good the the grad scheme was amazing um the first year grad scheme was amazing sounds really good do they still do that i've, I've not i don't know if I've, no one's mentioned being sent away to a hotel for a week and study off-site, <laughs> that kind of thing so i don't think they i don't think they do the off-site thing anymore um but i don't know if they're going to i don't want to speak for the company <laughs> but i don't know if they'll bring it back in eventually because i know that Obviously, after COVID, all the training went online. But this year, everything's kind of... I know that this week, for example, there's training in the office um, for everyone, all of the joiners from like last year, September. Um, so they're all one year in and they're all coming to Rygate, mm. like everyone, even the Edinburgh grads yeah. um so it's it's moving towards more in person and um yeah who knows what's gonna happen but it, it was really good and there's con there's constant feedback from people who did that who did the week away that it was just the best kind of introduction to the company and how did you find did you start presumably you started taking the exams at this point as well how did you find those in the early days Yeah, so um, straight away you're thrown into exams. Um, When you do a grad scheme, you're encouraged to do them quite quickly in the first few years because your workload's not too intense. Um, And yeah, so I did did three in my first sitting and I passed two. Um, But after that, I actually decided I didn't want to do the exams anymore. in my mind I was like actually I don't I don't want to be an I did I was like I don't want to be an actuary I want to do something else because I don't want to do the exams and then at the time London was like in my mind a little bit so I actually applied to executive compensation in our London office which is a different department which you don't need to do the actuary exams for um and I got the job <laughs> and I was just about to start um but then I fell pregnant in uh one year into my grad scheme so um 
I frantically emailed executive compensation team and I was like I'm so thankful that you've given me this opportunity but I've just (laughs) fallen pregnant so I don't think this is the right time for me to um move up to London and start something new so I was just really honest with everyone although I don't know if my team knows that I ever applied to executive compensation so it might be a bit of shock to them now um <laughs> but yeah so then I fell pregnant <laughs> wow and how old were you at the time still very young still very young so I was 23 yeah I was yeah was I yeah I was 23 when I was pregnant and I was I was 23 when I had when I had my first child as well so I had only done the two exams I think um and I've only had one exemption from all of them so yeah it was a bit of a shock <laughs> I'm not gonna lie but yeah it's good in hindsight how how did you feel were you sort of concerned about impact on career or how it might be how you might have to balance that with working and everything else or were you quite comfortable Hi guys, we'll get straight back to the conversation in a second. Just a quick reminder that when I'm not recording podcasts, I specialise in helping pensions actuaries with their career moves, and I'd love to help you when the time comes to explore your options. I work with people at all levels, whether you have a couple of years experience through to senior positions. My approach is different to most recruiters. I started my own business last year and work alone, which means I have zero pressure to hit targets and can just focus on giving the best possible help and advice. So whether you're thinking of making a move now, or would just like to understand your options for the future, please get in touch via LinkedIn, or email james at turnerperkins.com. Back to the show. No, I wasn't comfortable, I was terrified about everything. I was still living with my mum at the time, Um, obviously I was so early on in my career, and I was really career driven when I was, um, when I had just joined, like, I wanted to be the best you know I really wanted to do well and so I just thought I can't I can't slip I can't fall behind so even in my first maternity leave I I kept doing exams so I actually did one more exam whilst on my first mat leave um which is crazy now I, I can't even believe I did that but I really just I had this like huge fear inside of me that I was going to fall behind um and I did I even I took like quite a long maternity leave just because I was so young I didn't even have a house sorted at this point so I had to when I was like approaching with the end of my maternity leave I had to like we had to move <laughs> me and my partner were like okay we've got to move let's move to Rygate because I didn't want to leave the job then I was like okay right it yeah I so we moved to Rygate I did my exam and then yeah I came back around 13 13 months after having my first child so I was probably off work for longer than I was in work (laughs) roughly about the same um amount of time yeah how on earth did you find time to study I don't know I really I only had one so I think that makes a difference um I really don't know I must have just done it when she napped she was a very good baby I was very lucky um so I must have done it when she napped in the evenings I only did one exam and it was one of the easier ones um but I, I don't know I really don't know how I managed to do that exam in hindsight. I don't think I thought I'd passed it, but it was really nice when I did. And you passed it well. Yeah. Very impressive. <laughs> and then um, and then you came, how was it when you came back? 
Um, it wasn't that easy because I had only had a year of training. I feel like actually I had forgotten everything by the time I came back. Um, but I, because I didn't want to fall behind as well, I went back full time. So I literally had a baby, went back to work full time, like got a first house, which was just like a it was just it needed a full renovation it was like a dump so that was all going on behind the scenes I was still a really young mum not having a clue what I was doing um so yeah it was really really tough because then I felt like at the time I felt like I couldn't show that I didn't I completely forgotten everything for my first year I was really trying to like put on this space that I could really do it I hadn't lost all any of my skills I didn't want to fall behind um and I continued with the exams at the pace that everyone else was doing it um but then I didn't pass I didn't pass them for I think it was one or two sittings and I was like right Ingrid you've got to reassess this because this is not working like you I was couldn't cope at home I was just so stressed out with everything and I didn't feel like I was progressing because I feel like you know when you've got so much on your plate actually nothing gets done um so I decided to go part-time so I went down to four days a week so that I felt like I had some time to be a mum and I wasn't stressing about that and then four days still fit nicely I could still build up my knowledge slowly and then I dropped down to just doing one exam at a time um and then yeah progress started and it was it was much it was much better was it four days did you still have a study day yeah it was did you have sort of three days working one day for study yeah okay. yeah the company were really good about that so I think I did have to prorate my study days so um I think everyone gets like 40 in the year but I you know I just had yeah four-fifths of that so yeah but yeah they were really good nobody minded that I took study days still wow so you said you were sort of struggling to or you were making out as though you remembered everything from before you went away how long (laughs) did it take for the things to sort of come back properly um it did take quite a while to be honest um especially because I was on all new client teams as well um but it was really good because they kind of reintroduced me into the grad scheme so the grad scheme is two years so I just joined everyone who was in their second year then um, all of their training materials and stuff Um, so that was really helpful to kind of get my feet back on the ground Um, but yeah learning the new clients I think is tricky because I think learning a new scheme fully always takes some time um but everyone was again really really like welcoming really lovely all wanted to help me um so that was really nice as well um I also did a secondment to one of our clients at the time so that took a bit out of my training as well but that was a really interesting secondment because I got to work for a much smaller team and see how it kind of works all in the house so as much as I feel like it meant I had to step back from my client teams a little bit it did give me insight into what it's like working in a much smaller team um so it was a really good experience how was that what what are the differences would you say um so when you work in-house you're only obviously working on the one scheme so the people there was only a team of three and then I joined um 
so the people who were there knew that, I mean, they knew the scheme inside out. They knew members, you know, they could name members by, you know, they knew who they were. So it was really interesting to see how, like, how much detail they knew on the scheme. Um, But then also working for such a small team you could see where you know if if someone's off it really impacts the whole team working for and it made me really appreciate that actually working for a large company like WTW um like if you're sick one day actually it doesn't impact the team so much but if you were in a smaller team that pressure I think would be quite a lot um so yeah it was just it was just a great insight into working somewhere else yeah and you mentioned earlier you you were put on some new client teams and it yeah. can take a while to get to know a new client and um, for anyone who's not yet an actuary so hasn't gone through that process but they're they're thinking of becoming one in the future what are the things that you have to get up to speed with what's involved in learning a new client so each each pension scheme has their own little quirks and own rules that are set within the scheme and so when you join a new client you really have to learn um kind of what the scheme set up and the scheme rules and that these can sometimes be really tricky um you also get schemes where there are multiple sections and then within each section there are also different rules and quirks so it is basically just learning all the different quirks to the scheme um the trickiest bit is that some of the most complicated quirks aren't used very often and aren't you don't come across them all the time and so without being on a scheme or a client for a long period of time like a number of years for example sometimes you don't see all of them so you feel I felt I don't know if everyone does but I felt like actually it it takes me a few years to fully understand how like the whole scheme works and all of the rules around it um and it's also building up the client relationship as well so um obviously when you first join a scheme there's people who are on the client team for many years and have built up a really strong relationship with the client and so it's just building up that relationship and again that does take a while um so yeah it was just that really yeah at this point had had you started to get a bit of a sense of what you enjoy, which aspects of the role you enjoy the most and what you'd like to spend more time on? Or were you still pretty happy doing a mixture of everything? Um, no, so I, I've always liked the valuation side of things. I, I do, I enjoy going through the valuation process. Um, and so, yeah, I was quite happy to kind of just follow the traditional um, actuarial consulting route. I did join a few specialist teams within the company as well which was really interesting so they set up a new kind of curves team okay um which um for anyone who doesn't know a lot of our assumptions are based on um guilt curves and things so within our company we build them ourselves and so i joined that team and it was it was a really nice team to join because it's a lot more specialist I learned a lot more kind of detailed information and also the team was um, national so I got to travel around with the um, like the head of head of the curves team at the time around all the different offices to present um, what we were doing and what we were like going to do in the future and what we're going to 
give to the company so I really enjoyed that side of things like actually being part of a more specialist team yeah um that was really interesting and I also um joined a team which was cross pensions and investment so I got to work on a few investment projects I got to get I got to get to know the investment team a lot better and see what their job role was because I think at the time that piqued my interest a little bit I was like okay is pensions where I really want to sit do I want to maybe transition across to investment um at some point in the future and like WTW is brilliant if you are interested in anything you can kind of raise that you know interest and they'll always find a way to like let you see if you like it and so that's why I joined this team um quickly found out that actually investment is definitely not where I want to go (laughs) um (laughs) why is that I found it really, really difficult to understand a lot of their models and the concepts. Um, I found it a lot more technical than pensions, actually. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was actually really good that I didn't move straight into investment. It was really nice to have this kind of cross-lob um, experience because then I knew I didn't want to go to investment. And so that kind of just solidified my pensions route to be honest yeah so uh, you you sort of touched on this anyway but how how do you go about getting you know the the opportunity to go on these different teams to go on the secondment in-house to join the the curves team to try out a bit of investment work did it sort of come to you or did you have to be quite vocal and aware of where where the opportunities were um a bit of both so there are so many opportunities at wtw purely because it's such a big company and the teams are so big um and so um back then the aqa one kind of fell on my lap which was quite nice um and i just said yes and i went for it the investment and retirement cross lob thing that was a new team that was being set up and there were like inquiries around the office as to who was who would be interested in joining a team like this and so I immediately put my hand up and was like yes I want to join a team like this um and then the curves specialist team everyone in the office is put in a specialist team um which you you can swap if you don't like it but I was put into the curves team and I I liked it so yeah I stayed there um but now that was then so that was kind of in 2015 whereas now we actually have like a weekly weekly bulletin of all the different opportunities going on around every single office and so if anything anything looks interesting to you you can just apply for it um so yeah there's there's huge scope to move around and try new things out as as you're trying these these different things have have you gone back to the exams at this point are you still sort of taking one at a time or where where are they sitting alongside this? Yeah, so I was still slowly like doing them one at a time and yeah, it was it was a much better approach. And um yeah, so just finding my feet on all my client teams and building up more strong client knowledge. But then the thing is, like after three years I kind of knew I wanted another baby. Um so it was really hard decision because I'd finally felt like I'd found my feet on like learning client knowledge. I finally felt like I was getting somewhere and I was 
beginning to make slow but steady progress in my exams but having a baby was like in the back of my mind like I knew I didn't just want one Hmm. and so in September 2018 I fell pregnant um, with my second child um, who was then born in May 2019 yeah. Um, so yeah so I decided you know what I can't I can't not have a baby because I want to keep doing my job because I can always come back to it so yeah I decided to have a, another baby which was lovely um, and presumably you didn't take it try and study while you were on maternity leave this time around you you actually took some time out and yeah I actually took a lot of time out <laughs> because it ended up being um COVID hit and lockdown happened oh, of course. so yeah. um yeah so Dexter my second was born May 2019 and obviously lockdown happened in March 2020 and then I was due to come back to work around June 2020 but I think it was second lockdown um and so I asked the company can I can I extend my mat leave for another three months so I was actually out for 15 months in total um and no I decided not to do any exams this time and it was just a combination of you know it was lockdown I had um my eldest Annabelle at home with me and I knew you know he's going to be my last baby so I just wanted to really enjoy enjoy my maternity leave yeah um because it sounds like work were really supportive how, how did they take it yeah super supportive super supportive I, I I didn't even there was no pushback at all it was unpaid so the extended three months was unpaid but um yeah there was no pushback I just sent an email saying look because we're in lockdown things are a bit crazy is it okay if I extend my mat leave for another three months um just to see where things are um and yeah everything yeah everything went through very smoothly nothing I didn't have to I didn't have to kind of fight my corner or anything yeah um and at this point what what are you thinking in terms of your career because I think I think you said the first time or earlier on in your career you you started to think actually I don't like the exams maybe I don't need to qualify (laughs) what else can I do Is, is that still floating around in your mind at this point or are you no no that had gone that had gone I think as soon as I fell pregnant yeah um as soon as I fell pregnant even the first time or definitely by this time I um knew that actually it's a really actuarial career is such a good career it's very stable it's safe you know I know that if I ever get to the end of my exams it's I'll be employable anywhere should anything happen it gives you really great skills for life um and so no I I I wouldn't change now there's no there's no there's no other there's no alternative career path anymore (laughs) yeah fair enough um so when when did you return to work sort of second half of, of 2020 yeah, so I returned um, in September 2020. So everything was obviously everyone was working from home. Yeah. Um, and that was that was so strange. So going from before maternity leave, everyone in the office, to now suddenly everyone was on home and having no transition for that. Um, that was so super strange. Um, and I only came back three days a week this time. Okay. So. 
um yeah just to have a better work-life balance I thought you know what the children are only going to be little once let's go back three days a week I was homeschooling as well at the same time um and yeah it's, it's it was definitely the right decision to come back three days a week after having my second child um yeah upon return I again took on all new clients which is um hard <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're back Covid is, you know, we've gone through the worst of it, I suppose. Um, but <laughs> yeah. it's still, you know, you've probably still got a mask in your pocket and things like that. You're you're added to new to new client teams. Do you, yeah. is this when you now start to feel settled, or you're still sort of volunteering for other other projects and other other things that come up along the way? Um, no, I'm beginning to feel more settled now. I really, it's really funny because it's not that long ago, but between like 2021 and 2022, because there was so much else going on in my life, I really feel like work just took a huge back step. And I don't even remember a lot of what was going on at work, which is terrible. But at the beginning of this year, so 2023, um you know things just started to get a lot easier my elders back at school all the covid drama's gone um younger started preschool um i took on a lot of roles new roles that i really enjoy now i really enjoy all of my client teams and i feel like i don't know if it's because i now feel like I know the schemes a lot better but I also really 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 love the people that I'm working with um I also th- I've just recently come off a team that I really enjoyed it's actually the curves team I was talking about earlier yeah. that I kind of helped set up which I loved really really loved that team but I just felt like you know when you're on a team for so long that I didn't feel like I was growing on it that much anymore and so I've come off that and I've taken on some new roles um and so yeah I it's yeah I feel like I'm in a really really nice position now and also in a way with like COVID being a thing hybrid working is a really positive thing for me so I I I now work four days but I go into the office say two or three days a week and it's nice to have that one day at home where I can just really focus and sort out things um without having like constant interaction yeah um so yeah I feel happy And one of your roles, we were chatting before we pressed uh, record. You're 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 involved in recruitment now. Is that yeah? Um, yeah. What 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 does your role look like there? So it's a lot of kind of reaching out to candidates, attending networking events. We hosted a couple of in person events this year as well, which was such it was such a fun thing to do because it was it was something that none of us had ever done before. Um, and the team itself is I just made of made up of really great people around like all the different offices and we all collect together like fortnightly and have a conversation about who we've reached out to how's it going what can we do um and then it's also allowed me to connect with kind of like people in our HR department and in our internal recruitment team and it's it's just been a really it's been a very different role to my day-to-day work but also a really welcomed role um to kind of break up the the like really technical side of things I feel feel like it's like brought out more of my kind of personality and things like that so it's a it's yeah it's a role that I've really enjoyed 
Yeah. Does it does it give you a bit of insight into if you're if you're reaching out to people that work for other companies, do you start to pick up on some of the differences between the different firms and the reasons people might make themselves open to having a conversation? A little bit. It's actually quite hard to get that information, I found out. Um like we're not we can't go and just kind of really prod people mm. <laughs> on that information. So it's it's yeah, we haven't no, we haven't found out exactly the main reasons. We found out some reasons, but they're they're all quite generic reasons. You know, people people like to move around. Um, quite often, when you move company, you, you do get a pay increase, things like that. Um, but no, it is it is interesting, and I think it's going to grow as well. It's quite a new team, um, so I guess over time we'll find more and more information out. Yeah, I've seen you um, post on on LinkedIn. I've I haven't talked about this in the last few weeks, but I've, I, I definitely feel like there's a massive opportunity for more actuaries to use LinkedIn, not just to connect with people, but to use the feed and to sort of share a bit in terms of what was actually going on within your business. There's just not enough of that. There are lots of recruiters talking on LinkedIn. There are lots of sort of sponsored adverts by by companies and sometimes there are technical updates and things like that but you seem to spend a bit of time actually just posting about what life is like at WTW um, is that something you're you're consciously doing or is that just um, something you've always done no it is something I'm consciously doing so as part of the um, when we got the recruitment role um, LinkedIn was something we spoke about and yet just like you said it was kind of just actually if everyone raised a bit of awareness around the actuarial world like more and more people would be aware of it um and not just yeah as you said not just the standard papers that go out it's um just to try and give people an insight into actually what do we do on a day-to-day basis what events do we attend um what's like a typical day in the life of an actuary like things we're working on things like that so um yes I have I have actively tried to increase my LinkedIn presence just because I think it is a really good app a really good tool that I agree people aren't using it enough and it's something that WTW are exploring as well. Um, so it's all very new. Um, but no, and I, I quite enjoy posting um, about day-to-day things. Um, it's really, yeah, it's, it's in, I quite like sharing what I do. So I think it's, it's a good way for me to kind of um, share what I do in my own words, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 do you love about your job? Um oh this is tricky. I, I love quite a lot about my job actually. Um it has been the most consistent thing in my life for the last ten years. <laughs> so um I like I like that I know what I'm doing now. The company is so supportive. Honestly, there's been times where I've thought there's no way I can continue with this job with two kids, being single mom. I was just like it's just too much but like people just they they bring you up like the company really supports me um the senior colleagues really support me they are always there for a chat um which I think is rare to find in some industries I think the actuarial um industry as a whole it's it is very technical but obviously we are consultants so there is that kind of communicative like you know 
um what's that word communicative um like we're good communicators not that I just demonstrated then but <laughs> um, normally we're good at communicating and so I think as long as like anyone in the company is happy to talk about something that they're not happy about or they want to change um people are really willing to listen to you and I think because work is such a big part of someone's life like we work however many hours a day I think that's why I like it because I like the people that I work with and I feel like I'm very supported in the company um that's why I like the job I like it also because you know I now know what I'm doing a bit more which is nice (laughs) um so yeah I think it balances it balances technical and consulting in a really nice way so some days you just don't feel like talking and so you can just get your head down in a really technical spreadsheet and you know work out things and it's quite nice when you finally worked out something or if you've been stuck on something for ages and then you finally crack it that's a really great feeling but then there's also the really great feeling of presenting to trustees when you're really really nervous but then you've done it and then you you've given your presentation and that feeling is also really good so I think I think the job just gives you like yeah a really positive feeling when you manage to do things yeah a slightly different question what motivates you what motivates me um yeah seeing like the senior people in my company they definitely motivate me they all really enjoy their job um like speaking to them they work really hard don't get me wrong they all work really really hard but I feel like they actually enjoy their job and they like being there and I think that shows by the fact that actually a lot of them come into the office they come into because there's no policy at WTW of having to come into the office it's all optional Um, but the fact that even the senior people with so many things going on they're so busy they still come into the office interact with the team um, it's really motivating so you're all about the people aren't you it's really nice to hear. It's, it's, it, it, almost, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, if, if, if your internship had been in a completely different team or, you know, even a completely yeah. different industry, it, it almost doesn't matter what the job was. It was the company, the people around you. You would have, you would have still been there just because of that aspect rather than the day job, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think, it, I think you have to enjoy the people you work with. Otherwise, it's just it's just a struggle, isn't it? <laughs> I wouldn't be able to. Yeah, I think you're right. I wouldn't be able to work in an environment where I didn't get along with any everyone. Um, I think it's definitely important to work with people you like. And um, what what advice would you give to someone who's just starting their career now? So if they're their actual career, so if they're just coming out of uni, they've got their first role as an actuary. What advice would you give them? I would say ask lots of questions because it is going to be a steep learning curve. So um, we've got a saying at WTW that no question is a dumb question. Um, So make sure you ask those questions um, and to use the support network around you. So especially during exam time and study time everyone's in it together so make sure you use like the support network around you study together it will just make life a bit better um and to just enjoy the process and get to know get to know everyone that you're working with are there any mistakes that you made that you would advise people to watch out for is there anything you tell people not to do oh 
tricky question. Are there any mistakes? Um, I think when I came back from my first maternity leave, I didn't, I was quite reluctant to say yes to a lot of things. I was, I just felt like I really, I felt like I was behind. And so in my mind, I didn't feel like I was good enough for certain opportunities that came my way. Um, Whereas in hindsight, I think just say yes and see what happens because also people aren't going to present you an opportunity if they don't think you're good enough for it um and so even if like you think you're not good enough for it just give it a go absolutely what about the the future of, of pensions um i remember when i i started recruiting in 2005 and i think in the first week i had my first candidate tell me they're worried about what they're going to be doing in five years or 10 years. Um, and obviously it's, it's still going very strong now. But what are your views on the future for, for people working in pensions, how it might change? I remember having these conversations when I first joined as well, because um, everyone was talking about it and how there's no future in DV pension schemes. But it's just not true. I've been here for 10 years now and I've got more work than ever. Um, and even if even if all the schemes are bought out which they won't be um there's so we there's so many skills that you learn from being an actuary that can be applied to any other job um but no there's so much work around and legislation is always changing which brings up around more work and nobody knows what the future of pension schemes is actually going to look like um it is it's constantly changing and so there's no worry in terms of um, there not being jobs for us in, say, 20 years. There's definitely going to be a job, but it might just look a bit different. Nice. And uh, and what are you looking forward to in the next 12 months? Um, I'm, I'm looking well. I don't know if I'm looking forward to it, but I am going to go heavy on my exams and try and finish my last four um, and finally qualify. That's my main that's my main aim for next year and also um just saying yes to some more opportunities um and seeing seeing where things go um yeah I'm feeling I'm feeling very positive for 2024 I think things are gonna really open open up fantastic well um yeah I managed to sneak in my my three questions that I usually ask at the end without announcing them first (laughs) I thought I'd try it turn try, try it differently this time I've, I've I've been connecting with a few graduates. I think a lot of people that listen um, or have been listening to date are already in the profession and they're getting good insights into some of the other people that maybe they don't know personally. Um, but I've just been reaching out to people who are on actuarial science courses and um, making them aware that you don't just have to Google the word actuary, you can listen to a podcast and get a bit more of a sense of, of what people um, do. Um, could, could you give them a bit of insight into... I guess most of my guests so far, there have been a couple that work in life insurance, but most have been pensions related because that's where my network is. Um, why yeah. why should someone consider pensions versus insurance? I don't know if you've got friends that work on the insurance side and have any insight of that, but what is it about a career in pensions that, that people should seriously think about? Um, a career in pensions, it's very interesting. So I think the fact that no scheme is the same, no client is the same, is um, fascinating. So you can, you, it, 
in our company you put on like three or four or five different clients and so it's very interesting to see the differences between the clients um as you said pensions world the future is changing so if you're up for a bit of change then that's also really it's, it is interesting to join now because there is so much change within the pensions world um and i feel like pensions actuaries you know they're just very supportive um there's i feel like there's probably i don't actually know any insurance actuaries but I would assume that it's probably a bit less competitive within the pensions world just because it's a lot more it's very team-based um which I like so final random question before I let you go which is um I've seen a couple of posts on this when when people I don't know you meet someone new they ask you what you do and you say you're an actuary and you get that look where they've got no idea what that means um how do you explain to them in a sentence (laughs) or two what you do So I often just say I'm a pensions consultant (laughs) and then it kind of stops the conversation going any further. Um, But if someone was to really dig into what I do, I would say um, it's very specific to pensions, but I generally say I value company pension schemes, you know, analyse the risk that they hold and how it affects the company. Um, And yeah, so it's a lot of risk assessment is what I'd say. But if they listen to this, they'll realise there's a there's a lot more than that that's going on. And um, yeah. thank you so much for for sharing your <laughs> your journey today. It's been an absolute an absolute pleasure. Mm-hmm. If uh, if anyone listening to this would like to reach out to ask you things, or I mean, you're involved in recruitment as well. Maybe they've got some questions on uh, on that. Are you happy for people to do so? And what's the best way for them to get in touch? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, just add me on LinkedIn, send me a message, and I'll I'll definitely reply. Perfect. Well, um, well, thanks once again, Ingrid. It's been an absolute pleasure, and um, I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Actuarial People. Please don't forget to subscribe and consider leaving a review. If you have any questions or feedback or any suggestions for future guests, please contact me on info at actuarialpeople.com. This podcast is sponsored by my recruitment company, Turner Perkins, and you can contact me there at james.turner at turnerperkins.com. Hope to see you again.